You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream. This is AfterBuzz TV for the Secret Circle. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Secret Circle news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for the Secret Circle! Good evening, yeah. After Buzzers. Welcome to your after show for The Secret Circle Season 1, Episode 14, titled Valentine. Oh. I am your host this evening, David Scifolitti, as always, joined by the lovely Billy Nellis. Hello. And tonight we have a special new co-host friend hey, for hey, Secret hey. Circle, Jason Gallagher. How uh, are you doing? Just lovely. Thank you guys so much for letting me invade. Thank of you for course. joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and to our viewers and well, I'm some just... of us who don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> Most people. Um, Invading our space. I, I'm, I'm Jason Gallagher, and I love to just, you know, push my way into places until I can get what I want, like I've done here today. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I'm a big fantasy freak, which is what brings me to Secret Circle. What did you tell? What did you just say? I said I'm a big fantasy freak. Fantasy freak. Fantasy freak. Fantasy freak. Okay. Yeah, I'm I heard sorry. something else. I heard something else. <laughs> what did you guys hear? Well. Fan of something. That's what I heard. Fan oh. of Seek Freak. Yeah. And I was like, don't oh. you call- Is this. Is <laughs> We're gonna have to. Seek freak? We're, okay. Is this a well, new look at it. Detect that a oh. host has wandered off the subject. Please return. That was rude. Really We're rude. doing a little intro here for the our no, viewers. It's, it's, it's not the intro. That's the problem, David. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. Well, we'll Continue. Google that later. I also don't enunciate very well. Apparently, <laughs> I'm a fantasy freak. Got it. Which okay. brings me to Secret Circle. That's okay. why I love this show. All I right. describe myself as a tried and true Hufflepuff, um, and I'm also just an avid. TV guy, so I'm just really pumped <laughs> and to be here. And for those of us who don't know what a Hufflepuff is, please explain. Well, it's one... <laughs> really? I know what a Hufflepuff oh. is, but just in case someone else doesn't. Uh, brief rundown, it's one of the four houses of Hogwarts. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> In the Harry Potter in ha- novels. In Harry Potter, yeah. Just in case. Um, as I made a Hogwarts reference while we were watching tonight's yes, episode of Secret Circle. Um, and it's just the best house. They're the most loyal and goofy and and... The only one that would take me. Same so. with my roommate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And on that note, we are going to jump right into tonight's episode, starting off with our favorite character who shouldn't even be on the show anymore, Melissa. She really shouldn't be on the show anymore. <laughs> right? Now all she's doing is drugs. I know. She's not even doing them well. (laughs) (laughs) She can't even handle drugs. She she can't handle anything. We saw her finally getting some sort of regular storyline on the show. And, of course, it had to be a self-destructive path. We saw her last week getting drugs from... Crazy short guy. Crazy short guy. (laughs) Crazy Midge. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I have anything against short people. (laughs) 
And this week she's just like gung-ho introducing Diana to drugs. She's like full-on drug pusher, addicted, mm-hmm. like taking the whole bag, ODing, like yeah. It's like <laughs> it happened in one night. Right. She literally <laughs> ate that entire bag like it was like she fun dip. Like she it. just I'm went to the basement and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like <laughs> what? <laughs> What was going? I wish they had actually shot that scene where Melissa just like gobbled that bag up. I I hope that she made the face. (laughs) Just like Uh. scooping it up like a crack addict. I mean, quite literally. Like yeah, crack addict. It was drugs. I'm sure she just thought it was Splenda. You guys, that's that's no. I I use that much every day. She knows what it is. (laughs) It's a shame though because I'm actually really. I really like what they're doing with pushing Melissa and Diana together. I am too. Which is like why I'm shocked that they're... I don't know. <laughs> try, basically killing her off every episode. And then bring, reviving it's her. Like, it's only a matter of time. It's like Kenny from South Park. Like every episode, <laughs> every episode she's on. Well, every episode she's like unconscious at some point, and someone has to find her writhing on the floor or like stone cold on the floor. Maybe Seizing that's like the one mouth. thing she does really well. You know how Demi Moore, like in the eighties, like she was always hired to do the one tear thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, Jessica um, Parker Kennedy's a great writher. That's... She like <laughs> can pass out with the best of them. Yeah, it's on her resume. <laughs> <laughs> Skills writhing, 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 foaming yeah. at the mouth. Mm-hmm. On cue. Mm-hmm. Not crying on cue, foaming at the mouth. No. Good for her. You have to have skills in something. Right. And she's got that. And she's got that. Good you for know? her. I actually, I actually like the actress, and I feel bad that she's sort of sad. I think she's like she's good. She's just saddled with like a thankless role. Like, she really doesn't get much to do. <laughs> she's on a show. Right. right. That's true. And she's got top billing. She's not yeah. dead yet. She does. And she's not dead yet. She did a really deep role in 50-50. Did you guys see that? No. She, like, plays briefly. That's the uh, movie with... Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Where he has cancer. Yes. And then she plays like a love interest and in dealing with cancer, which is way deeper than just foaming at the mouth on the floor. Right. Does she pass out at any point? No. Oh. No. Just leaping out of her realm of comfort. Good for yeah. her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. But it seems like Diana has sort of become a really good friend to her again. Yeah. Because what we hear from Faye is that back in junior high, she wasn't such a great friend and she sort of like pushed her to the way where well, she's and, like one of those yeah. people and that, they had talked about that in the a couple of episodes back when they sort of were rekindling the friendship when she said you know I left you for Adam I started dating Adam and I like lost my friends and she appalled she like owned up to that a couple of weeks ago Diana did yeah mm-hmm. and so it was just I think more of a reiteration I think we already kind of knew that I don't know if we, we knew we did it know that extent. but like we we saw her I think Diana at least sort of take it more to heart yeah like I'm not gonna do it again yeah it's like if Regina George had a change of heart. The three of them are very mean girls to me. <laughs> and Melissa Regina is totally George. Karen. Regina George is amazing. Melissa is totally Once, Karen. Regina yes. George punched me in the face. <laughs> it, it was, was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just had a little mean girls moment. Um, continue. Uh, no, yeah, Melissa's very the Karen. She's just kind of mm-hmm. like goes with the flow and does seem a little bit stupid even in her regular life. Uh, and I think that's very true. Yeah, she's very much the follower of their yeah. entire like circle. Everyone sort of has their own mind, and Melissa's sort of just like, yeah, totally. drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be the best drug taker. <laughs> <laughs> she commits. She commits. She commits a hundred percent. That's right. 
You Even can't if fault everyone, her for that. no, exactly. You can't. She's you can't. loyal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a dog, like a dog. Yeah. Oh God, Melissa. <laughs> it's just. It's kind. It's like it's getting to the point where it's getting a little sad. Well, I'm. I'm hopeful, though. I am hopeful with with what they created with Diana. Yes, and I think that that can pull. Melissa's character out of this sort of ditch that they left her in and, yeah. and bring her like up to level ground with yeah, everyone because else. At least it looks like Diana has sort of moved on from her Adam I don't think she has spell. Really? I don't. She's a de- It no. seemed like to me like when he <laughs> called her tonight she was so mad at him and just like so like fed up and she went to, down to Melissa with Faye and I Bet you she was the one who stuck her finger down Melissa's throat. She could be, but I, I also think her anger at Adam was when she was all doped up. Yeah, and I don't. Everyone th- knows that cocaine is truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> so devil spirit has a lot of the same properties of cocaine. Does everyone you know, know that? except it makes them hungry. I never. Except knew it that. makes them hungry, and you in- eat it instead of snort it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's this. What was weird? I mean. I don't know this firsthand, okay. but last week they seemed to be like what I've seen other people. All right, I don't know it firsthand either, <laughs> but last week I agree with you. Last week it was coke, and this week it was like alcohol and powder. Yeah. Like they acted very different. Like last week, Melissa was like, "Do you feel like you're golden?" And then this week yeah. she was just like she couldn't stop laughing. It was it was like they played it differently. I don't know if it was them or if they were directed to play it differently. Like they mm-hmm. wanted to tone it down and make it less serious of a thing mm-hmm. or perhaps like they didn't want to make it seem like it was like they were smacking heroin or something they were just like oh it just makes you drunk I, I, I felt like to me that's what more it felt like like the network right. was like okay we need to tone this back like it can't be like a hard drug right that's sort of the vibe I got like they were like okay did we, they snort it last week they didn't show how they did it last week they didn't but they reacted to it very differently last week than they've reacted to it this week if I may interject I mean I, first off I'm just going to go on I've never seen the show, but um, if you also know TV shows, they get directed by different people. Mm-hmm. For so sure. That's episode. be part of it. Right. You know? So sure. just throwing yeah. that out there. Well, the do voice you of check, reason. Do you want to check who directed last week's episode and who directed this week's episode for Will, us, please, and then get Will back do. to us? Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of changes of heart, Jake seems to have had some sort of change of heart, which we saw last week, mm-hmm. where Faye came over and we saw them have a quick second of... Sexy times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hit it and quit it. Well, for us, it was very quick. Yeah. <laughs> they cut away. <laughs> but they apparently spent the whole night together. Yeah. It wasn't like a love you and leave you kind of situation. Not till the morning. Not till the morning. <laughs> Faye's like trying to slip out early in the morning, getting dressed. Jake wakes up and... But I loved how he, she says she was trying to sing and he said, you're stomping around like you're trying to make me wake up. Like she clearly wasn't... Please. Really trying to get out. Yeah, of there. I mean, Hello. would yeah. would anyone really try and get out of there? Hello. Quickly? I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Just putting that out. There. After all those months of like trying to get him to get back at him and trying to like make him notice you, he calls you over and you get to finally sleep with him again. I mean, yeah, but then yeah. she's got like a go hot piece round. of Lee on. She's whatever burning the candle with both ends. You know, you know, you take it as you can get it. And <laughs> well, if you're, t- you're going to take this as you can get it. So, um, oh, I know, right, Phil? Uh, so, so, <laughs> I know, I know. 
<laughs> episode 13 was uh, Medallion. Last week's episode was directed by Liz Friedlander. Uh-huh. Okay. Good old Liz. And uh, she actually directed a bunch of episodes. Okay. Um, this week's episode was directed by Dave Barrett. And uh, from uh, from what I'm seeing, that's his first episode that he did so far. I don't know if he directs later on ones, but that's the first one mm-hmm. he did. And Miss Friedlander is also a producer on the show. And right. she also worked on Life Unexpected, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. She's a CW regular. She's also a Britt Robertson fan. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she was on both shows. Yeah. Um, but Jake and Faye, you know, are at it like old friends. <laughs> right. It's it fits true. like a glove. It does fit like a glove. Yeah. <laughs> so comfortable. and. Mm-hmm. I just think Jake's looking for anything, though. I think if any of those girls said they would go to bed with him, they, that he would be like, yeah, okay. But he called Faye specifically. That's true. Because he knew that he could get her. Right. Well, and he but, was so put off by what Cassie had said to him at the end of last week's episode. Right. That he was looking for, obviously, the surest bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hmm. I'm not going to give him a heart yet. I need more evidence that, that he actually cares about somebody. And, and, and well, not just his testosterone. All right. Well, we'll get to that because I do think he's, he cares for somebody. I just think, that, I mean, we saw it on Vampire Diaries. I hate doing this, but it, it, they are, it is the same producers. But Damon does things to hurt people intentionally, even though he does have a heart, like what he did this week to Elena. And I think it's just something that Jake did to get back at Cassie. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I mean, he's only a teenager. No, Jake is... He doesn't know how to handle Jake his... Jake is older. Oh, that, but isn't And he, wiser. He's like 20, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. That is leaps and bounds. You're right. <laughs> you guys are so right. He's, Have you yeah. ever seen The Sound of Music? Okay. <laughs> they have a whole song in there. Touche. Yes. You're right. And You're right. only a year apart. You're right. My, I stand corrected. A year when you're a teenager makes a huge difference. It does. It does. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but Faye, apparently, a year for her doesn't matter because she's jumping back and forth between Jake and Lee. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's, at the end of this episode, she said she's sort of done with boys. Um, you're shaking your head. No, no one else can see that. I mean, you can if you're watching, but you can if you're listening. Um <laughs> What do you think? Tell me your thoughts. No, I just, I don't, I don't. I I will say, Faye is my favorite of all of them. I love her. There's part of me that just really wants to be her. I like, I, I like have, (laughs) I have, I have a hard time just like saying it like it is sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to be like, oh, (laughs) everything's fine. And Faye's like, no, you know, and I, I really admire that and love that. And I also think that she's the prettiest of them, as shallow as that sounds. Um... So I do really like Faye and I really like her character, but she just likes to get down and dirty. She does. She just really does. And I I do think she has a heart and I do think that she develops feelings for people. But at the same time, she she puts enough store in just being wild and experiencing life for now. You know, Hmm. I also think that with Faye, it's a lot of like posturing. I don't think that much of her like persona is real. Right. I think a lot of it is an act. I do, too. I agree. So I, I, as much as she like clearly likes to get down and dirty, I think it's more to 
continue this idea of who Faye is for people. So like they the don't, bad girl Faye. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think she's she seems like she's like afraid of being like vulnerable and like a, obviously she's so hungry for power like she's afraid of that she's afraid of vulnerability I think that Jake when he left he hurt her mm-hmm. I mean they haven't really talked about that much but that's sort of what I get as like the character idea for the actress mm-hmm. is like he he left her sort of broken when he left this town and so I, I do think that there's a little bit more of it's it's a bit more of an act like I do think she's she really does care for Melissa even though she doesn't ever really act like it <laughs> but when like push well. comes to shove like she, I think she truly does. Um, Which so, we did see, I think, at the towards the end of this episode when she allows, when she tells Diane to stay that because Melissa wants her there. Mm-hmm. Sure. She may not want her there, but, you know, my friend does. Mm-hmm. And I think, that, yeah. I think that Faye actually likes all of those girls. I think she's, like, afraid to admit that she likes all of them. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think that she hates anyone as much as she Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think at she's the a end teenage of the day, girl. Faye yeah. is a nicer person than she leads on to believe. I think she's nicer than she wants to be. Like, I think she almost yeah. wants to be, like, meaner than she really is. I mean, look at yeah. her role model. Her mother. Her mother, who's like the <laughs> biggest bitch out of anybody. I really wanted her dead last week. Just <laughs> never. Dead. You know what's weird? Never. We have not seen her and her mother in a scene since Together. like November. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. They have not interacted once. And speaking of which, there were no parents tonight <laughs> yeah. in this tonight's episode. Not yeah. a single parental unit around. But Faye and Don are never in a scene together. Since, since her grandpa died, they have not been in a scene together. So and right. Cassie's grandma is like been written off. Yeah. They don't even mention her anymore. Well, they took her to that retirement home. Didn't don't you remember that episode? No, it wasn't a retirement home. <laughs> was that like a spa? They call what did they call it last it week? It's a farm I don't remember. where they send your dogs when they get too old. That's what they- <laughs> Someone else wants to play with her today. Mm-hmm. They sent her out to pasture. No, they called it they <laughs> called it something God. last week. It was like a I don't remember. A recovery suite. Yeah, it was like a recover something. <laughs> something like absurd. that. Absurd. That doesn't exist and definitely not near Chance Harbor. No, nowhere near Chance Harbor. There are no towns surrounding Chance Harbor. Well, I love that to get from Faye's house to Adam's, she had to drive on literally the most deserted, desolate stretch of road that has ever existed. It literally was like a post-apocalyptic road. And that's like from one end of Chance Harbor to the other. I think she lives like three doors down from Diana. Like, how big is this town? (laughs) There's like scarecrows lining the road. Like, what was this? I don't know. We'll get to that though. Sorry. It's fine. But Lee comes to the girls only slumber party with creepy looking voodoo doll dream catcher thing. And I did not catch it. Did either of you catch what this thing does. I heard that you have to put it at the foot of your bed and he sleep it with it. Power it's all I got totem. to Okay, I, mean, I missed that. He called it a power totem when he gave it to her. Okay. And I wrote that down. I wrote okay. power totem. I, don't, I didn't write down what it does. But I, I didn't understand what it did either. He was very vague. He was like, you put it on your bed and you sleep. Because clearly... God, it sounds very... Easy. Like the rabbit from like, Sex and the City. You know what I'm I, talking about? It's your power totem. I ah. immediately was brought to... Um, Pan's labyrinth when she puts the mm. the root under her mother's bed and mm-hmm, it like mm-hmm. sort of makes her come back to life and like feel better. But like that's how I equated it because that's the only thing that I could think of that you would need to sleep with yeah. under your bed. Yeah. 
No, it literally it made no sense. It made it didn't. no sense because he was mumbling. Yeah. The whole time he unveiled it, I was like, what is it with him and his 99 cent store magic? Like, all this <laughs> stuff is like plastic, it's, comes it's from the... Voodoo. Like, rubber banded together. Yeah. <laughs> Those, like, trading catalogs that you get in the mail every yeah, six weeks. Order, like, candy and both. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I just tuned out because I didn't think it would be worth anything. I mean, well, clearly it, it's doing something because yeah. he tells her to put it under her bed and it's going to... I did write down harness power... Mm-hmm. It made no sense, though. It, it made was, no sense was, the way that he explained and the, it. No. And the way that Faye accepted it as, like, what he presented. I mean, clearly it made no sense because he was bullshitting. He was making it up. Because well, yeah, it's not he, the end of the episode. It's not what it's supposed to do whatsoever. No, not right. at all. But it's sort of a way for him to get life back into his unconscious girlfriend at the moment who did too yeah. much devil's spirit. <laughs> um, but... He says, think of it as my roses, because I'm going to ask you out to dinner tonight. Right. Yeah. And Faye's just sort of, I don't know, I feel like she gets enamored so quickly by these beautiful, tall men that come into town. And well, I think she likes having attention, attention. paid to her. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's a 17-year-old yeah. girl. I think she likes to lust after dudes. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, well... They're not yeah. bad looking. Yeah. She's in good company. Yeah, she is in very good company. <laughs> Speaking of people who are not in good company, Isaac comes to visit Jake tonight. And he warns him about the... Medallion. Medallion. I wanted to call it an amulet. <laughs> and I don't know why, but that's what was on my lips. He warns, warns Jake about the medallion and says that he doesn't know what it actually is and that it's going to bring harm to them and I don't know, you guys talk about it. I'm trying to figure out what I wrote down. <laughs> and that it was all the the power of those dead witches that were just right. trapped in that medallion so they would come after Cassie to right. get their power back. Right. He, I think he withheld that. that at first. He, he did withhold yeah. that information. He just said that it was going to bring evil upon them. Right. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, I need to tell you more because you're not buying it yet. <laughs> and then later he comes back in the shadows. Well, Jake goes back to him after this hooded creature man thing appears to Cassie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. in the basement and Jake goes back to Isaac and then he tells him that amulet um, killed harnesses or harnessed the power of a thousand witches and well because we learned that Cassie's dad used it to kill witches right and it now possesses well I'm what I'm assuming is is that if it's been around for so long if it's part of the Black Wolf family line the entire Black Wolf family has line been has been it. like using right. it to harness the power of other witches to make themselves stronger which would make sense in a dark magic line totally um, but Blackwell used it to get rid of the Nidaris coven, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. who's appearing to Cassie. Right. right. Today, at least. Today, yeah. at least. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Well, she crushes it, so I don't think anything anymore. I mean, I don't know if she acts. I don't know. I didn't get how she did that. I, I was just... a little confused about that as well. Yeah. She was like... If it was that easy... Oh, <laughs> oh well... <laughs> okay. That's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I didn't get it. It was very unclear. It was very unclear. And Jake brings him, after after Isaac tells him that he needs the medallion to protect them, um, Jake later brings him the crushed pieces. Piece, or like whatever was left over, because it was just the chain and like a little piece of the medallion left over. And he was like, have fun with this. <laughs> and Isaac was like pissed. I, I mean, as he should have Wouldn't been, you be? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't, but I don't know what Isaac wanted. I mean, I mean, it's obviously for the best because Isaac wasn't going to do very nice things with that. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly Isaac had what? Who said something? (laughs) Nobody. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's those dead witches. The dead witches are haunting me. Totally coming back at you. Just like they're haunting Cassie on tonight's episode. <laughs> and now you're out of control. <laughs> I got such a scream vibe from those people. I thought at any moment they were going to go, Sydney. Well, yeah. and also, not only that, but when they possessed Adam, the Adam voice was like the scream on the... It literally reminded totally. me of like the ghost face phone voice. Yeah. Well, when that thing first appeared, did you not think it was John Blackwell? I did. I mm-hmm. thought it was her dad. I immediately was like, that. all right, daddy's home. Yeah. Right, because she was using it to try and contact him. So I Or presumed, she thought. I yeah. presume that it pulled him there or something. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, daddy's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Isn't that same boat? But we find out from Jake because... Adam tells Cassie to go to Jake for information because Jake apparently knows all or he knows the right people. Yeah. I'm always amazed about how everyone's like, how do we do this? How do we do this? And then all of a sudden, Jake's like, oh, I know. Well, Jake has been around a lot longer, and he has had powers a lot longer than all of them. That is true. And he's been more aware of it. Um, He just knows so much. But either way, he does know a lot more. It's just a very convenient device. It is. Exactly. That's what I think. It is is a good device for the writers and the producers of the show to have have somebody who's like sort of a a know-it-all. Yeah. Or who has friends in low places. That's right. And I couldn't write a better episode, so I should stop complaining. (laughs) (laughs) This was a good episode. It was was good. Although it put Valentine's Day in a really bad light, especially for girls. It's like, one, you are going to have a miserable day if you don't have a date of any kind. Well, the the extras in this episode were (laughs) macking. If you were looking at anybody behind, there was make-out. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then it sent the ultimate message that if you don't have a date, you're going to overdose on drugs. Drugs. So right. happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's what I plan on doing. <laughs> oh, doing. Did you bring condoms? I did. <laughs> I did. This show right now. Nine. Nine. <laughs> this oh. going for it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Um Cassie. I have no thoughts whatsoever. What were we talking about? We're talking about Jake. Jake Jake and Cassie. Okay, so Jake conveniently knows everything, and Cassie goes to him and finds out that the ghosts that are haunting her or following her are the Nadaris Coven, and she... I mean, it's so hard to talk about Cassie without having to talk about Adam as well. Um, So I think we should just talk about both of them together. Yeah, bring Um, Adam at the beginning of the episode asks Cassie out on Valentine's Day. So lame. Trying to pretend that he didn't realize. Oh, that's so random. So random. I didn't know. That's what these hearts mean? (laughs) I didn't see them. (laughs) But dinner? No. So lame. Pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Maybe another night. Um, but he does get a yes from her, yeah. which I think is progress in his self-esteem. Right. I, totally. It, <laughs> it's so jarring, though, because last week, it sort of seemed like there was development in putting Adam and Diana back together. There was. And yeah. then, like, immediately, like, back to Adam and Cassie. And Diana. And there was, uh, we didn't talk about it last week, but there was some some talk um the actress who plays Diana had been giving interviews like around town and she was saying that Adam and Diana will eventually 
be getting back together. Oh. Um, which is like shocking news to me and I think for all viewers in general because they're sort of pinning Cassie and Adam back together after all this time of trying to push Jake and Cassie together. I mean, I guess they're just sort of setting us up for this like epic love triangle. Uh, I think even yeah. more than that, I really think they're just trying to see what works the best. Right. I mean, mm. it is the first season. Right. And it's really bizarre to me because, I mean, for me, and I know we've talked about it, and I don't know how you feel, but I've always felt like Cassie and the actress who plays Cassie has so much more chemistry with the guy who plays Jake, and I've always sort of felt like that Cassie Adam thing is very dull, very dry. And it seems Nothing forced. works. In the, and I, I sort of, I think it's very sweet when they put Adam and Diana back together and they play on that. Like, last week I thought was very sweet. Mm-hmm. I and I just... I think that they, like, sort of shot themselves in the foot by, in the first episode, proclaiming that they were written in the stars, Romeo and Juliet had to be together, everyone would die. Yeah. And they're sort of, like, forced in this, they've, like, pigeonholed themselves to that. But it's just, it's not It doesn't work. It seems forced, to me, at least. Well, what are your, your, you feel the same way? I feel the same way. I think, I definitely think that Jake and Cassie have a lot more chemistry there. Um, but secretly, I really hope they turn out to be brother and sister. They look so much alike. I just really want that oh twist. My God. And in thinking about it now, That'd I really want Diana and Melissa to turn out to be les for each other. That would be really great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what's interesting is that we in the news and gossip section, we do have something about... Um, one of them and a les. One of them being in like oh. a little lesy situation. In real life, sees? No. no. We'll get the show. to it. We'll get to it. Deal. Um, but Adam... Is, you know, plans a very sweet Valentine's Day for Cassie on his father's boat and puts a sign up and candles and he has champagne, which I don't know where he got the champagne bar that from. His dad I know, but his father, yeah. his father's like a quote unquote recovering alcoholic at this point. He's just going to give his teenage son a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Lo and behold, a bottle of Moe. <laughs> Like expensive champagne. They all have backpacks. It's not that hard to hide a bottle of champagne. That's true. I mean, I was a teenager. That's very not too long ago. (laughs) One year ago, that's the funniest joke you made tonight. (laughs) I know. Oh god, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm so old. I was surprised that Adam was able to still pull off that date with Cassie after that entire night. They just left Cassie's wrecked SUV in the middle of the woods in Nova right? Scotia in their post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. In Canada. They were fine with it. They could just... And somehow they were able to still make it even though they live in this ultimate mountainous terrain that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were still able to pull off this whole I know. I mean, date. doesn't she need to make a call to State Farm? Yeah. To her mom and her reco- or grandma at her recovery mm-hmm. center? I mean, no. at the very least, farmers need to know. <laughs> She's yeah. a witch. Triple A for a <laughs> toe. she fix it herself? <laughs> I think she can, actually. Probably. They better show that. That'd be fun. <laughs> they should. But Cassie, this, this episode, was trying to contact her father. We need to get through this very quickly, as quickly as possible. Trying to con- contact her father, and th- through the a Ouija board finds out some nonsense about something sacred, sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, with the medallion and she's driving to Adams and wrecks her car and gets led to the Sacred Heart Church um, by these ghosts which we find out through Jake which we also know from Vampire Diaries where a witch dies their power is strongest there and they sort of their energy resides there and they bring Cassie to this church 
Jake and Adam stroll in like big strung men that they are and with his little mm-hmm. switchblade which he yeah. brings a switchblade and I don't know why he brings a knife <laughs> gonna stab those dead people a knife stab to them a dead. ghost fight is a really bad idea <laughs> but he's a witch that's like what drives me crazy like he doesn't need a knife Especially no. with ghosts. You can't stab a ghost. You can't stab a ghost. A ghost is no, there's nothing. I mean, I know why he, he, the writers did it, because they needed a reason, they needed a way to for, like, the when knife. the ghosts possess him, right. for yeah. them to, like, threaten Cassie, but in reality, you're a witch, you have another witch with you who's part of your circle, and you're going to save another person in your circle. Just chant. Just you yeah. just need to be like get away ghosts yeah. away because those are their spells on this on this show ghosts away they would all disappear right it would be fine but Should he brings a knife back? anyway the ghosts possess Adam it's very scream phone call voice it is effects. he cuts himself Cassie's destroys the medallions or for destroys it for now mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, the ghosts go away Adam and Diana Diana. Adam and Cassie make out on the boat. I mean, that's yeah. where it's sort of left off, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I think also the biggest thing is that, you know, Jake is saying, give it over to them. Or don't give it to them. Let Adam go. I choose you. I choose you. Right. Like, you're yeah. more important. You're yeah. yes. Oh, and I totally she, about that. And she, and she chooses Adam. She chooses Adam. Mm-hmm. And she literally, like, power throws Jake down a pew in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think really made a decision there, a decision I do not agree with, but a decision nonetheless. Well, whether she made the decision based on, like, romantic notions or she made it purely on the fact that he is a friend, at least, at this point, that she doesn't want to lose because she has so few of those. Yeah. I guess I just, what bothers me is the whole crushing of the thing. Like, there was no explanation of either how she knew to do that. Right. Or her shock that she could do that. It was just like, oh yeah, I did that, and no one ever speaks about it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's what, like, weird, like, weirds me out about the whole situation, because it was like, she chose neither of the options. Right. Yeah. And she made her own, and I just want an explanation of how she could do that. How she either knew how to, or was like, driven to through the power like something I needed something else to be yeah, to make that make more sense than it did yeah I think they're just trying to build up on her whole uh, unexplainable power that she, she doesn't even know about yet and she just like goes with her instincts and oh all of a sudden I know the word for the fire like she did last week and, right. and busted that <laughs> out it's like I think they're just trying to be like yeah girl be dark <laughs> you know just and, go with it yeah, yeah just let her do her evil thing and I think the best part of this episode was the teaser that we got at the end of the episode, which was the medallion symbol burned into someone's hand, mm-hmm. which we know. Which we know has to be the father in the has to be holding it. Daddy Blackwell. Yeah. yeah. Especially from the stay tuned for next week. Well, yeah. We know. <laughs> I'm your father, knows. Cassie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> On that note, we are going to jump right into a commercial and come back with your news and gossip. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. 
like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. All right, so it's Valentine's Day for fans of CW Secret Circle, and the girls are not exactly thrilled about it. As we saw in tonight's episode, Valentine, Faye decides to throw her anti-Valentine's Day slumber party, and Cassie, Melissa, and Diana are all on the invite list. We totally broke out the Ouija board, and there will definitely be a pillow fight or two. Uh, Jessica Parker Kennedy, who plays Melissa, told Huffington Post TV via phone. But even though it's called, we call it an anti-Valentine's Day party, and say that we don't want anything to do with the boys, the first thing that we do is conjure up some cute boy to deliver us pizza, which really not oh, that cute. Um, I mean, there's better looking boys <laughs> in like the regular cast. Right. However, what's a slumber party without a bit of drama? Faye and Melissa aren't really on the best of terms, and it has something to do with Melissa's new bad boy love interest. Melissa is just branching out and looking for comfort, says Kennedy, but she's searching in all the wrong places. Melissa may still have her eye on Callum, played by Michael Graziati, the mysterious drug dealer she met last week. But more importantly, she continues her dangerous love affair with Devil's Spirit, the magical mood-enhancing drug that Callum brought to Chance Harbor. By her taking that drug, it was a way for her to escape all the pain she felt after Nick's death, says Kennedy. She wants to have fun, and Devil's Spirit makes her feel good. It allows her to take her mind off things, but unfortunately, it's through the wrong medium. She's got to have some of these dark adventures first before she can become a normal teenager again. Hopefully she comes out of the other side okay. But Melissa isn't the only witch dabbling in devil spirit, as we saw. To help take her mind off Adam and Cassie, Melissa offers Diana the mood-altering devil spirit, and the first person Diana happens to loosen up around is Lee, who crashes the girls-only party to help Faye achieve her power. There's a lightness in the episode from Melissa and Diana that is just delightful, teases Kennedy. We just had the most fun at that sleepover. In the wake of Faye and Melissa's fight, expect Melissa to turn to her old friend Diana for comfort. Diana and Melissa were really close when they were little, so that's a really comfortable place for her now, says Kennedy. Melissa wants to be herself without the drama, and right now, Faye brings drama everywhere she goes. While Melissa will start rekindling her close friendship with Diana, she hasn't yet had a chance to become close with her fellow circle sister, Cassie. But will things change when Cassie's father, John Blackwell, comes to Chance Harbor? Melissa is very pragmatic, Kennedy explains. She has a lot of concerns about John Blackwell, which we all do. But she's still cautious around Cassie, so she's not exactly going to warm up to Blackwell anytime soon. Yet, at the same time, Melissa might start to get to know him a little better, and her opinions of him may start to change as time goes on. Who, Blackwell? Yeah. Or Cassie? Blackwell. Cassie Daddy? Yeah. Oh, man. Daddy. What is so weird to me, and watching this episode, I sort of picked up on that. Like, Cassie's really made no effort to become friends with really any of those girls, except Diana. She's friends with Diana. But, like, because she had to live with her because her grandma lost her mind. (laughs) But I felt... That's true. It's sort of... (laughs) When she, she, like, was late to the party, and she didn't want to go to the party, and she left early, I was like, I wanted to see maybe her be there longer, and the four of them... Like That's very do true. girl stuff I, like, that never even crossed my mind because we never re- we hardly ever see Cassie with all the girls. I know, and I kind never. of want that. I, yeah. I think I would like to see that more. 
All yes, right, I we'll get on that. that. We'll get that up. We'll get on that for you, Billy. All right, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> on other news, when the Secret Circle debuted this year, we expected a considerable online fandom to arise. After all, a supernatural teen drama practically cries out to the obsession prone. We look forward to fans growing passionate about the characters and their relationships. What we didn't expect was the rise of Feyana fans, those viewers rooting for a bad girl Faye and her voice of reason frenemy Diana to get together. The enthusiasm of these fans hasn't gone unnoticed. Phoebe, Shelley, and even executive producer Andrew Miller have had a blast watching fan videos and reading tweets. This week, Zap Tuit visited the cast in Vancouver where the show filmed. Even though it was her day off, Shelly met us for coffee before heading to her dance lessons. Of course, we had to ask her about the Fayana fans and the impact they've had. She said, quote, I don't know where this began. I mean, it's obviously started on Twitter where all of a sudden they shipped our names, she says. She and Phoebe have had fun playing up the Fayana for the fans. That Phoebe and I hang out a lot in real life. When we have the same days off, we work out together or go to Whole Foods together or have a sleepover the night before we get on a flight to L.A., she explains. She says, quote, so we Twitter a picture of us doing our thing and people caught on because our characters hate each other. But we really are good friends in real life. And I think the fans dig that. So they've shipped us. And now we continue to ship ourselves. I call Shelly Fayana now, Phoebe told us later when we met up with her on set. When we're together, we're like, Fayana's day out. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the fact that Faye and Diana are regularly at odds on the show, we can look forward to some powerful moments between the two witches in upcoming episodes. On set yesterday, we did a scene together. And as soon as they called cut, Phoebe and I looked at each other, nodded, and at the same time said, Fayana. These girls don't, like, they need a new joke. It, like, makes no sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. Shelly laughs. We actually smiled at each other in the scene. I think the fans can look forward to seeing Fayana in a different light. There's actually one particular scene that is pretty special between them. There's a Valentine's Day episode that's awesome, Phoebe adds, because the four of us girls have a sleepover and it's just fun. It's kind of what teenagers probably would use their magic on, which is, like, making spells for hot boys. Mm Mm-hmm. See, that's the one thing that I thought Harry Potter was really missing, was that they're teenagers that can do magic. They're going to do a bunch of naughty things with that magic. I feel like those magicians, though, have a sense of, like, what's right or wrong and, like, what you can use your magic for and what you shouldn't right, use your magic for. Experiment. Yeah, they go to school for it. They're yeah, not just, yeah. like... But they're teenagers, and you're supposed to experiment with your body and your feelings and oh your and your interactions with other people. And if magic is a part of you, that would be part of that. I would think that's what I would do. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I have no comment. Witches are people too. And witches are. are people too, and except they're witches, not people. People all like to get down and dirty. That's true. You're very and right. That is your AfterBuzz TV news and gossip for the week of February 9th. <laughs> So we know from our preview that next week Daddy Blackwell is coming into town. Right. Aside from that, what do you guys think? Because I'm sort of at at a loss at this point. Well, now hearing about from the gossip about a potential link between Melissa and Daddy Blackwell. Okay. I would really, I don't, I don't know if I would say I'm necessarily going to predict this, but I would really like to see Melissa sort of getting persuaded and taken advantage of by Daddy Blackwell. You just predicted it, right? Which almost <laughs> invariably will happen because Melissa is the only person who they would use to. Be well, yeah, <laughs> right. And if if she doesn't do that, she's not going to do anything. She won't be in the she's episode. She's just going to yeah, She'll be on a road keep trip. frothing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a very good prediction that Daddy Blackwell uses Melissa to get to Cassie, even though they're not really friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do see that Cassie's in danger next week for one reason or another. Isn't she always? She's always a damsel in distress, but Mm -hmm. sort of finds her way out of it on her own. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, beyond that... Maybe it is with Jake or maybe Adam, because we saw them... It'll be interesting to see where they go. Hardcore making out Because they've... Yeah, they've, they've sort of... You know, there's... Two roads. Two. There's two roads diverging in a wood. Which one are they going to go down? They've like put them at this fork right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they really have. So I don't know. It'll be. I don't even know if I can predict which one they're going to go with. To be honest, I mean, I feel like it'll be Adam because we just left them making out. But yeah. there's still so much unsaid with Jake. Oh God! Just give us <laughs> something really clear is. cut. I know. Jesus, <laughs> Mary and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> from everyone here. Wait, David, hold I on. I see you. All right, before before we head out. Yes, my bad. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you take a caller. Okay, a give us a caller. You gotta turn this music off though. <laughs> caller, are you there? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's Casey, your name? Where are you? Call- you? Oh, hi, Casey. How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good. Where are you calling from? We know um, where he's calling from. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. How's it going? I'm um, pretty good. What do you think of tonight's episode? Um, I thought it was thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. It's kind of all over the place, but overall, it's it's nice to see. Uh, I really liked uh, Isaac coming back. I thought it was cool to bring that whole aspect because like there's like a whole like mystery within like the whole council and like who's running this and i kind of have my own speculation with him so well what's your speculation let us in on it (laughs) uh well uh, like if you guys remember when uh jake was asking like why he won the medallion yeah i kind of thought like maybe he wanted more for himself uh like, I, I don't want to say, like, maybe he's, like, a witch or something, but I think there's more to it than what he told Jake, and I think that some, if there was, like, a way he could, like, transmit the power to himself or something like that, I think there's just, like, he has, like, his own little plan. So. Well, I mean, he is a witch hunter. We have to mm-hmm. assume that whether or not he wants the the medallion to protect the witches or he wants to use it for his own good he doesn't have the best intentions at heart either way I think it would be so interesting to see the witch hunters crave the power of witches like they're hunting them to collect power for themselves rather than people who are like eradicating evil for like the sake of good I think that that would be such a more interesting um, path to take, and I think that that sort of makes sense with what we saw this week. Because what else would he want that medallion for? It's true. But yeah. to try and harness its power. So I think that, that would be a very interesting road for them to go down in, in this battle that they've set up between the witches and the hunters. And how do you feel about uh, Mr. Blackwell, Mr. John Blackwell coming back into play, do you think he's going to be a force of good or do you think he's going to be a force of bad in the upcoming episodes? Mm, I mean, honestly, I think I, was, I really have no idea. 
like I I want to think it's for maybe good reasons, but like you never know. I mean, I mean, he's been gone for 16 years, so, I mean, why all of a sudden does he need to be coming back into his daughter's life? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it might be with her, like, discovering her dark magic, and obviously he sensed that, so maybe he was waiting all this time for her to, I don't know. Well, thank you for calling, Casey. It's always great when you call in next week. If you give us a call, make sure to call us a little earlier so we don't have to cut you off. <laughs> Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good night, Have Casey. A good night. Thank Thanks, you. Casey. <laughs> and from everyone here at AfterBuzz TV, myself, David Skifalitti, Billy Nellis, Jason Gallagher. Have a good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.